Hello, this is uh, Bill Beekman, a Vice President and Director of Intercollegiate Athletics uh, here at Michigan State University. And we're delighted to be joined on the program today by Dr. Ashley Baker. Uh, Dr. Baker is the uh, recent uh, addition to our, our wonderful athletics family as our Director of uh, Inclusion and uh, uh, Equity. And, um, and, and Dr. Baker, I'm probably not getting that title exactly right. So why, why don't you share with us why you came to Michigan State? You, you've been with us since uh, about the first of the year. And, um, or, or I guess, I guess in the fall and, uh, um, share with us why you came to Michigan state and, and what, what excites you about being here? Uh, maybe a little bit about what you've learned and, uh, and, and your, and your new role. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the show. This is exciting to get a chance to sit and chat and, and share more about myself and more about the work that I do for Spartan athletics. Um, so yes, my title is, it's kind of a mouthful. It's Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer. And uh, this role in particular, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about what I specifically do, but why Michigan State and why this role was of interest to me. I'm originally from the state of Michigan. I grew up over on the east side of the state in Pontiac, just north of Detroit. And I've worked in college athletics ever since I was an undergrad student. And much of my experience has been working directly with student athletes, working with coaches and being on the academic support side. So as I navigated that part of my career, I understood very early on the importance of working with people in our industry and what our environment and the culture of our department meant for people navigating that space. And so over the course of my career, um, opportunities like this didn't exist in college athletics. Um, this is something that, at least from a formal standpoint, focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion is something that is more recent in terms of creating these formal roles and embedding these efforts into our overall department goals. And so when Michigan State posted this position, uh, you know, initially I said, do I want to go back to the cold? Would I even consider this? Um, who would want to leave the, the warm weather of, of the South to come back to the snow and, and cold of the North? But, you know, Michigan State as a university and as an athletics department, we're in a unique space right now in that um, we are, there's so much potential for the direction that we can move in terms of being a leader in college athletics uh, we have, you know, an enormous amount of support from the community, from the university, and making sure that this department is one that allows our staff to thrive and show up as their best to make sure that um, we are meeting our goals and are providing a space for our student athletes to learn and grow and be at their best. Uh, this was a great time to do that. Uh, obviously, there's a, a significant amount of social unrest that I think was very influential in pushing for us to have positions like this, particularly within college athletics. But uh, this time is very important and it's critical to, uh, you know, how we operate as a department and how the staff and students um, show up and navigate our space. So when I saw it, um, I said, I have to, I have to put my name in, I have to, um, you know, learn more about what direction Michigan State Athletics is going in and how I can be a part 
of helping to create positive change and, and help us tell our story of who we are as an athletics department. So as part of your role, you, you do a lot of work internal to the university, but then there are also critical relationships external to the university. And you know, for, for a, uh, an institution like Michigan State Athletics, uh, those, uh, uh, those include the NCAA, uh, as well as our Big Ten Conference, both of which have created, uh, uh, in, each in their own flavor of their own variety, uh, initiatives around diversity over the, last, uh, over the last short while. So tell us a little bit about the, in, in the NCAA capacity, you serve as the, the athletics diversity and inclusion designee for Michigan State. And, uh, and then at, at the conference level, we have a, a, a committee of folks that uh, Commissioner Warren has uh, pulled together to think through and, and work, about, uh, work, work on uh, diversity questions. Share, share with us a little bit about what's going on at the NCAA level and the conference level and how that informs what we do here at Michigan State. Sure. So last year we saw the NCAA pass legisla legislation um, that would require athletic departments to um, appoint a person that would serve in this role of the athletics diversity and inclusion designee. So the, the acronym, right, we call it an ADID. That's, that's pretty common for us in this industry. So that role uh, really has become a critical component to the work that athletic departments are doing. Um, as of August of, of 2020, that was when each department was charged with identifying who this designee was. And the, the purpose of that role was to have that person serve as a primary contact for diversity and inclusion related information that was funneling between conference offices, campuses, athletic departments, and then with the NCAA as our, as our national governing body. And the point of that was to uh, create more open dialogue to share information that was happening, whether regionally or nationally, and also to think about the emerging diversity issues and equity initiatives that needed to be shared within our spaces. And so that position, um, most who are appointed in that position are tied to the athletic department directly or have very close relationships with the department. And they help link us to you know, national trends on various issues, make sure that our athletic directors and our senior administrators are informed about what may be going on. And those individuals are also um, included in sharing their ideas or their suggestions around best practices as it relates to diversity and inclusion initiatives and, and maybe any other topics that might be important. So that at the national level, I think was critical for us on college campuses and within athletic departments to create space to say one, diversity, equity, and inclusion is extremely important in the space of college athletics. This position is important. And these initiatives that we're doing help kind of cultivate this space where we're making college athletics better while also um, holding ourselves accountable to areas where we may see inequities or inequality as it relates to whether it's gender or any other of the, of the diversity um, spaces. And so this position was critical to create a national standard. Within our conference specifically, the Big Ten has 
cultivated space, we have the Equality Coalition, which Commissioner Warren um, charges this group with, with a number of different things as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion. In addition to that group, we also have a, what I call kind of the meeting of the minds. All of the ADIDs within the Big 10, we have a monthly meeting with Omar Brown that is, he's, he's um, I believe actually was just promoted to executive vice president or vice president um, of culture for the Big 10. Omar leads that group and we talk about various initiatives that we have going on on our campuses, best practices. We also are helping to inform and guide the direction of Omar's area specifically for the Big 10 because as individual institutions, right, we have uniqueness to what we may be navigating on our individual campuses, uh, whether it's in our state, in our regions, um, but then collectively, we're also tasked with taking on some of these larger projects that help to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion conference-wide. And it's been really great to have that kind of coalition of people to get together and share ideas and brainstorm and also make recommendations to the conference office for things that we know will impact us individually and collectively. So in that, uh, within that framework of the NCAA, the Big Ten, uh, our own uh, DEI initiatives here across campus, uh, you've been working to create a DEI roadmap for MSU athletics. Uh, so tell us a, a little bit about that roadmap and, uh, and what at this point are your, your key areas of focus? Sure, well, really quickly before I do that, I'll I want to make sure that I clarify a little bit about the distinction between a chief diversity officer and, and the ADID, because I think it leads into how and why a person in my role would even create strategy around um, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, efforts. So the ADID designation, what we know is um, this is a position that is a designee. So many of these individuals have other roles and responsibilities within the athletics department, maybe a full-time role in student development or marketing or any of these other areas. The uniqueness about my position is that it is a standalone diversity, equity, and inclusion position. And the focus of this position was about helping athletics shift culture. And an important part of that work is looking at our current culture, looking at our traditions, looking at the current social climate, and identifying where we need to make change, maybe create some strategy or planning around um, the things that we're doing so that we can enhance the experience of, of our staff, our students, you know, our stakeholders, and then of course our campus as a whole. So me having 100% of my responsibilities being rooted in this, I actually used the last um, six, seven months of my time here to, to be a learner and an observer, to get a better understanding of um, what our current climate is in our department, what our culture is. And my role is really to bring together a sustainable approach that will balance the programmatic efforts that we do, right? Trainings and discussions with long-term structural impact and investments. So the long-term impact is to create a DEI roadmap that not only addresses short-term needs, but also impacts us in the long term and creates a sustainable plan for us to continue these efforts. So that plan, um, I have five areas of impact. 
culture building, assessment and evaluation is another area, education and awareness. Um, the fourth area is recruitment, retention and advancement. And then the last area is looking at social responsibility and our supplier diversity. And so those areas, their specific goals and objectives that fall into those areas that encompass um, you know, things like creating this DEI plan, reviewing our policies and procedures through an equity lens, uh, tracking our progress as it relates to DEI goals, um, and making sure that our staff feels valued and respected and that we have perspectives that are represented from a variety of different backgrounds and, and areas. Um, thinking about who we hire as a staff and how we retain our staff and even thinking about how we're serving um, historically underserved communities that surround um, our campus and, and throughout our state. Tell us about your, uh, your, your plans for the coming year. You know, we're, uh, uh, we're sort of in this, uh, in this very unique period during the summer where um, uh, you know, we, we've been, we're, we're, we're sort of crawling out of the pandemic, we hope, uh, with uh, students uh, back on campus uh, for the university uh, in late August, early September, uh, for us here in athletics, really beginning fairly soon. So, uh, what are you uh, what are you thinking about for the for the fall, and and what are your key priorities? Sure. Well, one of the first things um, I will continue to kind of be a listener and an observer. That's one of the things I'm I'm really excited that uh, the potential for us to have more face to face interaction. Um, during the spring, I wasn't um, able to connect and interact with our student athletes as much. Um, I wanted to make sure, one, that we were um, being respectful of the safety protocols and things that we had on campus, and also being respectful of the responsibilities that our student athletes had with um, navigating being students. Many of them were um, still competing and practicing. And so I didn't get as much time to spend with them. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to is getting to spend a lot more time with our student athletes, hearing about their experiences, uh, learning more about how we can create a space for them that they're thriving in. The other piece, which uh, will be extremely important is actually rolling out this DEI roadmap and sharing it internally with our staff and our students, but also having an outward facing component where there is um, an external communication of this plan so that as we identify partners in this work, they're very clear on this is what our focus is and this is where our goals lie as it relates to these efforts. Um, getting more involved with our coaches and staff around programming and trainings, um, that will be an important part. Uh, being continual learners is I think critical to us moving forward and understanding how we work with one another, the people we work with, the various issues that may be going on that impact our community as, as you know, uh, athletics department and even as a campus. So being able to do some programming and training and creating that, what I call is like our education plan around DEI topics. The other big piece that I'm really excited about, many, many know next summer, so the summer of, of 23, 22, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. 22 in June will be the 50th anniversary of Title IX legislation passing. Um, I am heading up a committee that is focused on the planning of commemorating that anniversary in a meaningful way 
and touching kind of every area of in our in our department. So I'm super excited about that and, and, and what will come of this planning and thinking about not only how we celebrate the accomplishments and, and commemorate the history of Title IX legislation, but also how this can impact us moving forward in supporting our student athletes, in supporting our coaches, and even our administrators in, in these efforts around celebrating the women in our department. Uh, that's that that I think is very very exciting and uh, you know it's it's so interesting when one looks back on historical events uh, it, to think that it was 50 years ago that the Title IX legislation was passed. On the one hand, 50 years seems like sort of forever ago. On the other hand, uh, you know it, it feels as though in some in some ways there's there's still so much to do. So it's uh, I think that that commemoration will serve. And not only as a celebration of what of what's been accomplished, but also uh, sort of as a uh, uh, as a reminder of of where where we need to be. And so, uh, yeah, I, I know I'm I'm personally excited uh, to to see that that anniversary and the uh, the celebratory events and uh, and 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 speakers and, and and other things that we'll be doing on campus to uh, uh, to not only uh, uh, honor the, the the passage of that time. You know, of 50 years, but to uh, to use that as an opportunity to continue to uh, educate and learn and grow and uh, and work together. So, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for raising that. You've got this this uh, this really unique sort of juxtaposition of of a role, where on the one hand you're leading uh, DEI strategy and initiatives, and, uh, and and educating others about social issues. You know, while simultaneously you know, navigating the way that that those uh, uh, that those impact uh, our society, how how do you um, you know, how do you think through that that complicated space? Yeah, the, I mean, this is this is something that's really important for for me as an individual and as a person. You know, I think in in college athletics as a whole. We often have to be reminded um, that, like, we're we're a human-focused um, industry, and we are working with people. And for me, uh, many of the things that I show up to discuss with our staff or with our student athletes, they're issues that I myself am dealing with. Uh, when you think about social injustices that are being highlighted in the media that impact the Black community or um, other people of color or women, you know, those are identities that I, I connect with. And I'm personally impacted by the things that I see going on in society. So as a Black woman, um, I'm consistently thinking about how I may be stereotyped or marginalized. Um, and I'm challenging and disrupting those same systems that were built to work against me. And so I'm not exempt from those experiences just because of my role or because of my title or even because of my education. So when things are happening publicly, um, I have to be able to process my own thoughts and my own experiences and then still show up to do the work um, because we have members of our own department in our community that are being impacted as well. So in a role like this, uh, I, I say it often, I never really get to turn it off. I'm always hyper aware of what's going on around me, how it impacts me and how it impacts others. You know, I, I'm a mom. Um, I'm a mom who is always thinking about the safety and protection of my son. You know, he's navigating a world that 
may unfairly judge him. They may stereotype him. You know, they may treat him a certain way just when he shows up to spaces before he's even able to, to share who he is or, or what he is or anything about himself. And so I think about that. Um, he's, he's, I'm very transparent about my family. You know, he's a 15 year old. He's getting ready to start driving and all the things that go through my head as a parent, but then also as a black mother of what this means for having my son on the road and driving and all the interactions he may have. Um, it's a challenge, but the reality is, is that the work has to be done for our spaces to be better for everyone. And, and that's what I tell myself when I show up every day um, to do the work. Someone has to do it and, and, and why not me? And why not use uh, myself as um, you know, a, a thought partner and a strategist and as, as you know, what I guess the industry would call an expert in this area to help us navigate and do this work while having that personal impact on myself. Well, and Ashley, I think that although that um, I'm sure presents its challenges, I yeah, it it uh, uh, yeah it 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 makes you so well suited for what you're doing, and uh, you know, and and I could say that in in the short time you've been you know, with us in athletics, you've made a a, a huge impact already. So um, so thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. What so so? What advice would you have for you know for how we can educate ourselves on, on DEI and and, and you know, particularly in the workplace? Yeah, I so I think I've probably said it so many times, um, but being learners and and educating ourselves, excuse me, educating ourselves um, individually and then coming together collectively and being partners in in learning. Um, I think. Being advocates for one another, um, being allies, and and what what I mean by that, like there's so much, right? We, we can completely unpack what it means to to be an advocate and be an ally. Um, there's something that I have in the signature of my email, and it says, "Speak up, even if your voice shakes." And then that's a quote is not is not my original quote, um, but I think it's really important for us to once we've educated ourselves and we've become more aware of how, how we're navigating the workspace and how each individual person may be impacted by that workspace, we have an obligation to speak up and we have an obligation to challenge um, the norms and challenge the way we've always done things. And, and the way that we do that is uh, by informing ourselves and then holding one another accountable. So this may look like you know reading books or listening to podcasts um, uh, certainly those are important ways, but it also is about diversifying the group of people that we surround ourselves with. It's inviting other perspectives and experiences into our spaces and learning from them and listening to it and not being, you know, not being the first to be dismissive or say, well, that doesn't apply to me, but really being open to understanding uh, what's happening around us and, and educating ourselves on it. And I think it's, it's important not only for us to identify those things for ourselves, but then to come back into our workspaces and share that with one another. So um, I am, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I read journal articles. I read books. You know, I'm a researcher at heart. So I love to, to educate myself and inform myself. But the reality is, is 
like no one person will know everything. And that is why that shared learning and understanding is so important that we carry the weight of this work together and we show up in spaces where we are willing to contribute and share authentically who we are and, and know that that space is gonna accept us for who we are. But then also know that we're here to, to be open-minded and listen to one another and take into account different perspectives that will certainly and ultimately help make our space more diverse and, and more representative of what our world looks like. And, 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 and that's so much of what a, what a university is about, being not only an, an active listener, but a proactive learner. And, uh, and with those two things, you know, C- Coach Izzo, when he has his uh, uh, summer basketball camps, uh, pounds into the kids' heads, uh, you know, listen to learn and learn to listen. And uh, I, I think I've probably heard him say that a thousand times. And, uh, and in some ways that uh, is, a, uh, is a synopsis of, uh, of kind of what, what's at the core of what we need to be doing. So, uh, so, so thank you. Um, so we, we, uh, we always wrap up our conversations with a few sort of uh, more creative questions that, uh, that maybe get, get a little more to the heart of, uh, of, of your personality and, uh, and let us learn a little bit more about you. So you, you mentioned that you're an, you're an avid reader. What's your, uh, what's your favorite book? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. So right now, the, the most recent, actually, let's see. The most recent book that I read, um, actually, I'm reading it right now, Lead from the Outside by Stacey Abrams. Um, I've just started reading that, that book. Um, but this summer, I would say one of the most impactful books I read, actually, and I listened to it on, as an audio book, uh, but was John Thompson's book. And it was absolutely incredible to hear about his experiences and how he navigated being a basketball coach, obviously a very well-known and and deep in tradition and very successful Georgetown um, basketball program. But that was one this summer. I have told myself there there are a few books that I commit to. I'm going to read again or listen to again. That's one that I absolutely, I really enjoyed it. That, that's great. And, and uh, other than reading, what do you do for fun? <laughs> um, well, as I said, I mean, I'm a mom. So this, this summer's fun was spending a lot of time uh, at the baseball field. So my, my son plays travel baseball. And um, I've actually, like, this never was something that I would say was like my go-to for fun. But I recognize having a teenager and knowing that I only have so many more years where he's going to be living in my home and and be kind of under my care and, and maybe um, have these experiences. So my fun this summer was actually these road trips, traveling to various baseball fields throughout the state of Michigan. We went out of state for one tournament, well, two tournaments. So spending time with him and, and with my family and, and it really tied in like traveling is important for me going and experiencing other spaces and coming off of this last year was really difficult, right? We couldn't travel in the same ways that we wanted to. And, um, you know, it, we had to think about our safety and think about the safety of others, but travel is my other thing. So I've appreciated being able to get back to doing a little bit of that, not quite maybe where we, we would be under previous circumstances, but spending time with him, 
um, travel and, and I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. So anytime I can go hang out at, at a arena or a field or wherever it is, um, that's a big part of what I really enjoy doing also. Well, I, uh, for, for my part, I can't think of uh, two better things to combine than, uh, than, than, than spending time with your children and traveling. Those are, uh, that's, that's at the sweet spot of what I've enjoyed doing over the years. And, and as my children have gotten older, it's, uh, it, it certainly becomes more challenging. So take, take advantage of it while you can. Um, so I, uh, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Ashley Baker, Michigan State University Athletics, a Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer uh, for joining us today on MSU Today. And uh, we, we very much appreciate your time, your wisdom, and your passion for making Michigan State a better place. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. And, and I'm looking forward to this upcoming year.